That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. And we're back on WOTW 99.3, The Turnaround. Uh, as always, they call me Woody, and with me is L.A. Ian. Roger Dodger. And a.k.a. F.k.a. I don't, I forget which one we go with, but the not manga man, but monger man himself, Smeagal38. This is monger man. Oh. But, yeah. How we, uh, how we doing on the... Uh, on a beautiful March day, although I guess it's dark out now, so evening maybe. Um, it did officially hit 50, 50 degrees here in Minnesota today. That's what my car told me as I was yep. driving around. Definitely working during work hours while driving around and not looking for random sports cards to buy. Um, <laughs> Dude, it was uh, it was it was cold today. <laughs> oh, it is cold today. It was a uh, slightly. It was kind of rainy today. It rained for a little bit. Um, and at noon it was only like 49, 50, 57 now. It's cold today. Cold. Mm. Cold. I, 57. Ew. I might be out in shorts and a t-shirt. I, <laughs> I wore jeans and a sweatshirt today without even like hesitating. And then got out of my car thinking it was only supposed to be like 42 today. So just to kind of give you a like frame of reference here. And I got out of my car and for the first time in what it has to be five months, um, like getting out of my car, stepping outside, I didn't feel like you know how you get that rush of cold when the cold air hits you yeah. and like breaks through like the the fibers of your sweatshirt or whatever. None of that happened. It was just like, oh, I forgot how this like it's like that. I forgot how this feels. It feels amazing. Um, and then it's only supposed to keep getting better. I it was supposed to just be kind of mid forties all week here, and then Sunday Monday peaked to like fifty five, fifty seven. Fingers crossed, maybe sixty this week. Um, so yeah, this is kind of how like, every Minnesotan kind of works in general of. We just talk about the weather as fast as we can in a conversation, and then mm-hmm. um, can and then find a way to complain about it because I'm about. I mean, we're only like two months away from me complaining that it's too hot outside. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's I don't know. Gonna what, get uh, hot here. Oof. Yeah, it's uh. Because well, you you technically have only been there during the winter, right? Uh, I went like... during the summer once. I went. I came here. I came out here in June. It wasn't actually okay. that bad. Okay. But we don't have AC here, so. Ooh. We'll see how that goes. Window units? Yeah, I don't have AC. Don't They're at oh, my house. Oh, man. Guys. I might get a window I unit. I might get a, yeah. like a, just like, like one of them portable things. Yeah. Portable, the portable things are okay. Um, just something. It's just a window unit, though, at the end of the day. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, yeah window goes. units clutch, so clutch. But um, I only had one house ever I lived in, or two. One of them had a portable window unit, the other one did not. And there was a day that I literally just we had one window unit in the in the house that did not have other like units, and for some dumbass reason we put it in the window at the bottom of the stairs on the main level that just like sucked air in or kicked air out to like the front porch. It's a really weird setup. I just took a, like a folding chair and sat in front of it, like in my boxers for like five straight hours and just had the air conditioning just blow on me. Um, <laughs> that was like how I spent the whole day. Uh, I like since that point, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like this is, a, I can't do it. Um, no, so yeah, I, I don't know. Good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll go a little, uh, a little recap in the week, bring that segment back this week on, uh, on a fresh sure. episode of Out of the Woods. And then uh, got a little, I don't know if you want to call it gaming. Might just, it's honestly really uh, really current eventy right now with uh, with our guy Gary V, friend of the pod that we mentioned a lot on the here. But uh, um, we'll get into that a little bit. But recapping the week, let's go reverse order this time. Uh, Monger Man, fresh off uh Valentine's Day weekend uh, explosion of music, new new <laughs> new stuff on the horizon is what we're hearing. But uh, yeah, how's uh Pre-saving. how's the week looking like? Well, you know how we have LA in, yes, sir. Pretty, let's just say, uh, pretty soon we might have Manhattan. Manga oh Man. shit! M M M cubed. Let's go. Really? I actually don't know if it's Manhattan, but it's New York. So, Ian, you remember when we talked the other day and I said I was meeting with an A&R yeah. guy? Oh, and yeah. Sure was that real? Yeah, he's a real what dude. Fuck? Wait, go back. Go back. So what was this? What so, was this A&R meetup? Okay. So I have to give a big shout out to TikTok. That's where it's at. I know we talked about it last week or last episode. It was about two weeks ago. And since then, I was like regularly posting videos, trying out a bunch of different angles. And I had one blow up, not super massive, but 22K views. I gained 200 something followers. And it was me talking about guitar loops. I was like, hey, I've been writing a bunch. These, This is the most common chord progression. So I'm guessing he saw that video. When I talked to him, he said, I either saw you on TikTok or Instagram. I don't remember what, but I'm sure it was this TikTok video. And I get a DM in my Instagram from this dude. He's private, six like 600 followers, following 700, no posts. And he's like, hey, I, I love your content or whatever. Um, would love to connect. And he left his phone number. And... I'm thinking this guy's a catfish because <laughs> you get these all the time. People trying mm-hmm. to get you to buy something. They'll be like, Hey, I'm, I'm an A&R guy at this big record label. Give me a hundred dollars and I'll send your beats out. But I set up a call with him yesterday. We were supposed to initially talk at noon and I call him at noon. He doesn't answer. He's like, sorry, can we reschedule the 5 p.m. tonight? I'm like, sure, whatever. 
And then I was like, by the way, I live in Minnesota. So I'm going to call you at 5 p.m. Central. And then I call him at 5 p.m. Central. And he's like, can we do tomorrow? Didn't realize you were Central. I'm like, bro, I literally told you I was. And he was trying to get me to talk to him today, which would be today. But I was like, no, I can't do tomorrow. Partially true. I could have squeezed it in the evening, maybe. But so at this point, I'm thinking he's fake because he keeps pushing back stuff. And then he's like, I can call you in 15 minutes. Does that work? I'm like, yeah. So then 15 or 20 minutes later, he calls me and we're talking and Oh, I should, I should have mentioned, I did look up this guy's name. His name is Brian Bernstein. The Brian Bernstein is an actual A&R guy at Republic Records in New York. I confirmed that. What I wasn't sure is if this was actually Brian Bernstein that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to him and we're just, he's just like kind of getting to know me or whatever. He, he pretty much said, Hey, I, I saw your content it's, it's not super common to see someone that can play different instruments, be part of the songwriting process and like be knowledgeable about music theory, whatever. And that's kind of where we left it that day, which was yesterday. And then he was trying to get me to send him beats and I'm like, I will send you beats, but I won't feel comfortable doing it until we FaceTime and I can confirm it's really you. So then he called me this morning, FaceTime, like instantly. And it it, it is this guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's insane, dude. So 2021, man, Just trippy stuff. So um, nothing set in stone, but he was he was talking about how it's likely they'll fly me out there for like a week. I'm guessing this will be my test trial to whatever to see if I sink or swim and fly me out for a week. He's like, we'll pay for your hotel and everything. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Damn. This is sick. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still a little unsure exactly who he works for because on LinkedIn, it says he's an A&R for Republic Records, which is a massive mm-hmm. label. But he was, he was telling me he works at a more specific uh, studio called Arcade Studios in New York. And one of the founders there, his boss, pretty much, he has co-writing credits for... Hey, Soul Sister by Train. Um, Gone, Gone, Gone by Philip Phillips, which was a big song. Mm -hmm. And several other number ones. Like this guy, and he's Grammy nominated. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) So there's there's huge potential. Yeah. Like I might have gotten my big break. (laughs) Dude, they, I'm, I'm checking out their website right now, just the Arcade Studios. I'm assuming this is the one. It has like a, a red Play Pause logo and has Arcade in lowercase. Yeah. And the studio setup looks like a New York apartment that they just like soundproofed out. It looks sick. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, and then you scroll down a little bit. They have, you know, the, the Twitter feed or whatever headlines. But then they have this whole like little section of like nine pictures of our songwriters. Dude, I, I almost feel like this is kind of like what he wants to throw you in is like figure out 
hey, no, can we yeah. like? I don't, I don't know if you know, probably not songwriter, but like, can you like be a part of that team and like create the stuff that Goes they're platinum. doing? Oh man, that's so sick. That's so sick. Uh, when like, do you know, <laughs> I guess it just happened yesterday or today or whatever. But do you know like when they want to fly you out to New York and stuff and have you test it out and stuff? So. I'm still not a hundred percent sure they're going to fly me out. I'm not, I'm trying to not get my hopes up fully because there's still a chance of disappointment, but I'm sending Brian a pack of beats tonight. I'm kind of just sending him a huge sample of what I can do a bunch of different genres. <clears throat> so I think once he hears those beats, that will be the decider if they ask me to come mm -hmm. out. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about it. And <clears throat> I don't know. We didn't really talk about time frame. I would, if I had any say in it, I'd probably want to do it the first week of April because that's my spring break. But he made it seem like <laughs> it, the setup would be like they'd fly me out for a week and I'd go there, be in the studio all week, writing songs, and then I'd go back, and then they just keep like flying me out for weeks at a time. Yeah, that would make sense to me actually. I think that makes more sense on like a trial basis of, hey, we have a big artist coming in either on the studio or whatever, and here's how we're gonna pay for it is like whatever, and we have this new kid that can again because I think there's like that's a huge selling point of yours, kind of like what you mentioned. He kind of identified was plays multiple instruments at like a really high level, also has a understanding enough to create his own like music and like composition of beats and other things and whatever um, also the music theory yeah music theory the sound like the the song background with that like, releasing stuff with a cameo where it's like yeah okay obviously it's not getting like a hundred thousand plays a month or whatever hundred thousand month listeners by any means but it shows that you can finish and follow through on stuff and if they just need bodies right think of it more as just like a Honestly, we just need like another server. Like kind of like in a restaurant or something, right? Or hey, we just need another like welder at a construction site. Like we're just trying to build this size you know, skyscraper. Or like, hey, we just are trying to keep the restaurant moving in ahead. I could totally see like, hey, we're working with this artist. We've been given a budget of fifty thousand dollars. Of that fifty thousand dollar budget for a hotel and round trip airfare, uh, we can fly this one guy out here and then give him like a thousand bucks for like twenty five hundred dollars total. Like it, that, that to me makes a lot of sense. And we have the full-time staff here and then like, we only can, and then we can like pick and choose like what songs we want to bring them in. Cause not every artist Dude. will be like you in mind for sure. Like it could just be like, Hey, we're bring Hey, we're bringing in uh let's just stick with it. Like Philip Phillips. And we want to start, you know, play around with some stuff. Let's, let's get Pete in here and let's, let's, let's see if we can kind of come up with something different, something new that, um, maybe it's a little bit, you know, what, what, uh, the younger kids are looking for instead of like the 33 year old Philip Phillips and, and blend some stuff that, that sounds honestly like really cost efficient for them for less than five grand for a week. Then just you, bring I mean, out like, people dude, like you, you get writing credits and production credits or whatever on like songs, dude. Like this could yeah. be, this could be it. Let's fucking go, dude. I, uh, I plugged, when I talked to him, I'm like, I was telling about the stuff I've been doing with Akemi because I'm like, yo, I don't only make beats. I'm also getting more involved in the songwriting process. Me and Akemi have been co-writing, actually. We have a Zoom meeting tomorrow. So that's, <clears throat> anyways, I was like, you need to check out 
this Kemi girl, I've been producing songs with her. She's really underground, but he listened to her and he was like, she's fire. Like, I'd be interested in flying both of you out here to work in the studio. And then I, I also plugged Young Dex. I was like, you need to keep your eye on this kid because in a few years, he could be a top talent. And he's like, he's fire too. And he's like, this is, and then he also said, that's another additional positive trait in mind. He's like, we want to find a producer that's also interested in A&R reaching out and finding the artists themselves. Dude, yeah. I just think like finding you on social media, because, okay, the chances that he himself found you on social media and it wasn't like an assistant or somebody like a social media, like manager or whatever specialist for the, for the record label finding you. Right, that's probably how it went, which is fine, just how it works. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But, like, my guess is they're, they had a bunch of production meetings over the last, you know, six months. I'm like, all right, TikTok is blowing up. It's clearly, like, influencing charts, influencing Spotify. Like, we need to find more people that we can put on TikTok that represent our label and, like, show both, like, hey, they get the producing content on a social media platform like TikTok, but they also are legit music people like we can't get these like bedroom people that suck at one of the two of them we need to get like someone that can encompass the whole thing and that's another thing where it's like i wonder if that's kind of a role that he might see for you where it's like yeah where it's just like hey here's the future at least for the next 18 months we feel like here's the future of like where music's going in terms of we're not doing music videos that cost like $2 million to film over three days with a bunch of extras and a bunch of backup dancers. You know, we're not paying Pharrell and like Timbaland and Ryan Tedder to come in millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars to write one or two songs that aren't even the singles on the album. We're going to go find like whole encompassing people that are like up and coming because they're cheaper realistically, right? That have the potential to blow up, mm-hmm. but understand and embrace like TikTok and social media as the way to like reach out to people because I think that's something that older generations miss, right? Is like they don't get how to connect the two. They understand that like one is important to the other, but they don't know how to like fully embrace both seamlessly at the same time. And I want like that's like I said, it's just kind of going through my head as you're explaining some of that stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> when he's gone. <laughs> what really? I can hear you guys still. There you go. He's always um, froze. <laughs> Um, what are yeah, you, I'm still here. You guys hear me? Oh, there we go. Yeah, you just cut out for the last like 20 oh, seconds. Oh, that's cool. Well, luckily, my audio is being on like a separate thing, anyways. But and right now, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways, always technical difficulties with this. Anywho, yeah, I don't know, um, dude. Anywho. That's so sick. Oh, yeah, I'm freaking stoked for you, dude. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. That's sick. Yeah, it's a uh, hold on a second. We're gonna. Nothing natural does. place I mean, to pause having like this opportunity or like at least it shows you that you're on the right track right i mean this guy from a record yeah. label reached out and even if nothing comes you know you're doing the right thing and that's so dope man i'm so stoked well that would be the hardest flex too is like because there's a chance I have to miss some school and I'll, well, I guess now it wouldn't be a big deal because it's Zoom, but like next fall, if this thing continues, email my professors like, hey, uh, I got to go write some songs in New York for for a week, so I won't be in class. 
they'll let you off. Hey, you, yeah, you got you got to miss class for work, and it's how it goes sometimes. How, how School comes second. True. Professional musicians. No, if if things get set up and they go well, like I would honestly consider trying to get like a more full time thing there. Yeah. Moving, dropping out of school. You know, like I'd finished this semester I was in. You can always go back to school, but you might as well try to take advantage of it if yeah. you can. But yeah, if if this thing happens, it will be insane. Dude, you got to keep us updated, obviously. Um, yeah, but oh, man. that's amazing. I thought dude. you were just. I thought yeah, I thought you were just gonna come on here to tell us about like that you're finally dropping those songs that you played me like six weeks ago. And I, I, was, I was. Oh no, those are coming. I was jacked enough so, about that. But little Manhattan Monger Man, or we got that's that's a working title. We got to figure that out. Manga, manga from Manhattan or something like that. Um, I don't like, know. Little, anyway, little, uh, little, yeah, little NYC meets manga manga beats. I don't know uh, that C and beats don't rhyme. I thought they did. Um, they got a same yeah. vowel sound. It's a off rhyme or whatever you call it, a slant rhyme. Yeah. Ooh, this is why this is why they chose him. He knows what slant <laughs> rhymes are. I didn't know the thing. What? Um, yeah, that's pretty dope though. That's pretty dope. So, yeah, so we have the East Coast covered, and then we'll have the West Coast with LA Ian. Uh. And we'll have the Midwest. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, um, what's, but but first, let's uh, let's make sure we go from from east to west here and reca- keep uh, keep recapping the week here with La Ian. What uh? Oh, oh yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Can I add one go more thing? Sorry, Akemi is getting her. She gets two songs and an interview on the biggest radio station in France. Is she from France? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, she she made a new TikTok account. She went from eighty followers to over two k in under a week. Damn. Yeah, so big. So the biggest radio station in France. She gets two songs on in an interview. Yeah, it's pretty sick. How cogs does she are moving, that? baby. The cogs are moving. Well, it's another instance of just happening to know the right yeah. people. She she said what happened is when she was like 16 or something her family got in a bad car accident or something so they didn't have a car for a stretch of time and she so she had to uber to school and she would ride with the same uber driver every time for a few weeks and this uber driver just happens to know like an exec or whoever's in charge of this radio station and she called in and was like hey this girl that i know sings and makes good music can you put her on the radio and then they listened to the song and they loved it cogs are moving dude it's the documentary for manga manga beats is gonna be so Same. weird when we have to explain this like start part of like well it all started when like pete met this girl from france whose uber driver in high school knew an executive for a radio company and then tiktok was this thing that was like a video social media platform back in the day and some anr guy saw pete on it and flew him out to new york for this thing to work with philip phillips yeah (laughs) without any one of those things in there it's probably not we're not sitting here but like yeah it's a dude that's sick though that's so sick um go baby 
Is, do we know? Do we know if uh, um, is Aquarius above a thousand uh, monthly listens at, at this point, or is it still hovering underneath? Oh hell no, no, <laughs> not yet. I'm assuming. No, she's still sitting at like three ten monthly listeners. I'm one of I, those. St- I still do my part. Yeah. yeah, I'm too. So really, she's real real numbers. Appreciate real numbers. It. She's at three hundred eight. Sounds like. Boom. But cool. Any other uh, groundbreaking musical uh, n- news from your world, Pete? Mm, no, that was it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big it. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyways, Ellie Ian. Uh, um, possibly with commercial number two. Yes. Okay. So no, definitely, definitely, definitely. So definitely. Def- last week. Monday, or yeah, last week Monday, I think, I uh, my agent emailed me, um, said I booked the last audition that I did, which I didn't think I got it because I auditioned for that like almost like two weeks from when I got booked. So I I, I thought it was over. Is that the one you talked about last time that you thought you didn't do a good job? No, no, no. This is a different one. Um, this was just like a self tape that I, um, did. It was basically me slating. And then, um, I just answered a question and the question was like, what's the best or worst job you ever had and why? And I just talked about the lion's tavern and I just said it was the best job, you know, and I just said some wholesome, you know, corny shit, but I definitely didn't think I got it. I didn't, I did not think I got it. Cause it was like two weeks almost, if not two weeks. Um, but yeah, I got an email. I was like, you booked it. I was like, co baby. Uh, so then, yeah. So then last week I had to get a COVID test on Wednesday and then I had to get another one on Friday. Um, and then Monday, this last Monday, I had the wardrobe and fitting for it. So that was pretty sick. Wardrobe. Yeah. Big time. Definitely. Uh, sleep. So trying to figure out what I'm going to wear in it. And then today's Wednesday. So then yesterday um, I had another COVID test, which is sick. And I'm glad I'm on the back end of all this stuff because they pay me extra. And after the first COVID test, they have to keep paying me extra for every subsequent one. So, you know, we'll eat that up all day, baby. Um, But lots of COVID Mm -hmm. tests, let's say three in like six days. But um, so, yeah, so we did that. And then, my part shoots or I shoot on Friday. So sick, super sick. I'm stoked. See how, see how, see how commercial number Go two off. goes off or goes. Uh, again, I don't know like really anything about it. I just kind of know what character I'm playing. Um, but as, t- as far as like what my role is in it, I'm not really sure. I don't think I'm not a background character though. I'm like 90% sure just based on. Are you going to know before you show up to shoot or is it like it's, a. Dude, it's like, like improv. Say, yeah. Say these lines. Or I might name it. Oh, really? And that's like something I, I think I talked about earlier, like months ago though, too. And I'll just bring it back up is like improv is just like everything on these commercials. It's like, yeah. you have to be able to just think on your feet and just listen. And then in five seconds, you got to be able to do something, what they say um so yeah we'll see how it goes i'm not i never really get nervous but i'm just gonna go there and 
whatever. Uh, hope I make the final edit so I get paid more, you know? But so yeah, that's Friday. That should be sick. I actually have to go get like a manicure manicure tomorrow. Uh, because really? yeah, because I got an email from the production manager. Maybe I want to call her. I guess I don't know exactly what her role is, but she's probably the one keeping contact with all the talent or whatever. Um, and she sent out an email that basically said if everybody could have like clean nails and hands, um, they don't. They're not saying everybody has to go get a manicure because they want to reduce the spread. You know covid stuff but i mean i'm just gonna go get one anyway because i mean why not you know so i gotta do that tomorrow but yeah so that's been the bulk of bulk of my week for two weeks i guess um oh also got paid from pepsi again last friday Uh, i kind of figured just how the pay stubs went from the last time i got paid i mean it wasn't nearly as much as the last one but it was still like a thousand dollars so we'll take that all day um i figured i might get another payment just because yeah like the pay stub said but i wasn't sure and i'm like 100 sure this is probably like the last the last check um i think this portion covered that week from or the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, weird enough, they they took down the commercial on Pepsi on the YouTube. Pepsi took it down. Because hmm, I, probably they, I was getting paid paying you. For, yeah, <laughs> I was getting paid from it. So they took it down, which is kind of like feels bad, man. But I have it downloaded on my computer. So whatever. It's only in like 720p or some bullshit, though. Should be all right. Or 1080. No, that's a... Uh... <laughs> Dude, that's sick though. Like yeah. booking number two, so yeah. getting paid for number one. Um, I I don't know. It's uh, you have to tell me how it goes. I'm actually weirdly more interested in like how the manicure goes because I'm hearing like very very good things about manicures. I'm hearing that like maybe we should. That's just for nails. Yeah. Manicures are na- like hand nails, right? And then pedicures are f- are feet. toenails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or feet. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I'm gonna have um clean up my nails while I'm down. I'm probably going to get a clear coat. And then I don't know if they like lotion up your hands or I want to see if they can just make my hands feel better. My hands are kind of dry. I don't have any lotion right now. So dude, my hands are brutally beat up from like that awful February we had where mm-hmm. it's just so cold all the time. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. assume it goes away, but it's one of those, you get to this point of the year. I feel like every year where I'm like, I, I don't remember six months ago my hands being like this, so they must get better. But mm-hmm. if they don't, we're in, we're in rough shape. So my hands are raw because I have to wash them so much at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a big thing too. Oh, but man. but um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Um, my pet, my pants that I ordered came yesterday, so that was dope. sick. Otherwise, oh, you yeah. got them. So I don't know. That's pretty much it. I mean. I'm just looking forward to Friday. Um, just put another one, uh, another one in the books, and then hopefully look on to number three. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Just keep oh, cashing oh, them checks. Oh, a little funny story. I guess I can throw onto that, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, this last weekend, I think, like, I think it was Saturday. I think I can actually check real quick. Um, this was Monday. So, oh, last Friday. So last Friday, 
so what, five days ago, uh, one of my, my agent, she emails me and she's like, hey, they sent over the contract for me to review, but I want some changes made. So don't sign anything or whatever. I was like, okay, I mean, all right. Um, yeah, yeah. But then the weekend passed and she didn't say anything to me. And I was like, huh. And then I go in on Monday and I figured that I didn't know what exactly was going on, but like, usually I'm guessing what happens is whenever you go in for wardrobe, that's when you get presented with the contract. Same thing happened to me last wardrobe with the Pepsi one. So they gave me the contracts and everything to sign, but I was like, I don't, she didn't say anything. So I like, I called her, right? I didn't call her. I tried calling her. She didn't answer. So I, I, I text her and I'm like, yo, they just gave me the contracts. I'm not supposed to sign it still. Right. And then she's like, oh, did I send you the new one? I was like, no. And she's like, all right, yeah, don't sign that. I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. Um, nice. So I just ended up filling out the, uh, the like the W-4, the I, I-9 or whatever, the payment payroll stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it felt it, it felt kind of like cool. It like I went, I was like, yeah, my agent told me not to sign this. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah, Say that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it felt cool to say that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, do they they still treat you like they think you're like a like a ten year vet at this stuff? I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what I don't know what, how getting treated normally or whatever is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Basically, yeah, just not babying you and like not like. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know what either. Yeah, but they it just don't really. Like they don't a, really like. They don't really treat me like I'm some new guy. I think they just assume yeah. that I know what I'm doing. Which round two, I I have a very much better understanding of like how things work even just after doing it once you know um but yeah that felt really cool to say i was like yo my agent says i can't sign this (laughs) (laughs) oh and i uh i i started vlogging so i vlogged on monday like the wardrobe and stuff and so i forgot to vlog yesterday but it was just a COVID test but i'm gonna try to vlog again tomorrow and then on friday and then just try to like capture what my thoughts are going into it and i'll just do like a week in my life type video and then name it something like that the youtube algorithm is gonna enjoy some yeah. uh week in the life of an la commercial actor or something you know just some bullshit yeah <laughs> but if you need a thumbnail Dom. dude yeah i'll hit you up with the thumbnail I'll, I'll send you some pics i mean like exactly. or something like that exactly. yeah um yeah <laughs> So yeah, that was really, that was cool. So I guess the new contract's going to be there on Friday, I hope. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, what, what do I do? I guess I can't work. I, I can't work if I don't sign a contract. I'm stuck. But got to trust the agent, man. You got to trust him. Trust. Got to trust. Get it done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit of, little bit of tea or whatever going on. I don't know what she wanted to change. Probably stuff you're not even thinking More of. Pay, yeah. It's like a payout, payout structure or like times you have to be on there or like if you go over or yeah, if you get like probably. a reduced role or something, how does the payment work and stuff. It's, it's just, yeah, it's my guess with this definitely stuff. Definitely like in my easy. favor though. Like, yeah, it's going to be yeah. better. She's definitely fighting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're all for it. We're all for it. Sick. But, so yeah, that was, um, it's pretty much all that's happened. Um, Yeah. So, headed for Friday. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, I. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, between like I said, we got East Coast covered, we got West Coast covered. Um, 
Normally we have the Midwest covered, but as I mentioned earlier, before recording, uh, have to meet with the realtor guy next week, mm-hmm. start that whole process up again. Um, which, yeah, I, I don't know. It's whatever. It It's just the market right now is so nuts. I just think I can make a ton of money on it again and mm. just kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. And then pay some student loans off. Um, but yeah, I was saying earlier, new part-time job for me. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. It, it's just contract work or like a private contractor or whatever. Um, but for like the startup company and I'm just like processing data for them, but it, it's super tedious and super just like, it's, it's, you know, it's not hard. You just have to do a lot of it before like to get like paid out a bunch. But you mm-hmm. just have to do like f- every like 500 mm-hmm. XL lines, you get paid like 17 bucks and like 500 XL lines roughly takes an hour, they think. So it's like 17 bucks an hour. Um, but uh, but yeah, they mentioned that they might have like potential, like full-time opportunities down the road. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is this feels like a job that you can just do remotely. Um, and again, I, I've done less than 500 total lines for this company. So this is definitely getting like way ahead of, uh, anywhere I'm at. But like, if it turns into something that like, Hey, we don't really care where you do it. You just have to hop on zoom meetings or whatever, like be on the team's chat or whatever. And just process data for us or produce content for us or whatever. Um, I'm thinking that the next house I buy might be in the Southwest region of the country. Um, most likely, Mm. most likely Las Vegas region, Mm -hmm. but possibly in the Southeastern part of like LA County area too. And look at some stuff. So, yeah, it's like I said, I don't know. Midwest for the time being, we'll talk to a realtor guy and see if we can make some more money for this house right now than I think I can. And uh, Zillow tells me that the house is worth anywhere between like three seventy and like four hundred fifteen thousand. And I bought it for like three thirty. Um, and I have like left like three hundred eight left to owe on it. And we can we can do a whole housing pod, but I'm sure there's plenty of pods that talk about housing and stuff like that. But um, some other time. But uh, basically anything over four hundred k that I net. I basically make like 90 grand. So it'd be nice to like do that, but also to like some other stuff I've been looking at tells me that the house is worth like 450,000. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So like, it's just like, depend, depends on like what numbers you're looking at and stuff. And see, so yeah, there's a good chance that maybe, uh, you know, live out in Vegas for eight months of the year, you know, fly back to Minnesota for like the end of summer, early fall, coach high school football. And when the season ends, I ship back out and, just keep living on with my life in a better part of the country to make, make it through the winter and the spring. But, um, yeah, so fingers crossed that works out that way. And I think that now the like, that's one like plus of the pandemic, right. Uh, or pro of the pandemic, I guess, is we found out that all those jobs that we uh, always assumed could just be worked remote and you didn't have to be in an office to do. And like, we could figure out a way to like work remotely. Yeah, you can. And like, we probably should because it's going to create more opportunities for people and allow people to do more stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, I'm barely in on it, but like, it kind of got me thinking a little bit of like, maybe, uh, maybe it's time to make the move and I don't know, just, uh, just go see what else is out there. But hey man, until then, I'm, full, I'm all yeah. for full sending it. Oh yeah. We'll see how it goes. Maybe have a little money left over from the house. Maybe, uh, don't get too carried away with the, with the H2 purchase, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to see, we'll have to see, but. Dude, it's there's a pretty good chance I think all three of us will be in 
California in like three, three years. Yeah. It's going to be funny because like these pods back in uh, real, say. real time. I guess it's we'll, real we'll just build right like now. a little like shack life. in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it'll be good. It'll be good to go. I think uh, it'll be kind of funny because I'm sure that's exactly when like Ian will move. Like we'll, we'll oh. get there. Like let's do it. It's like actually I'm going to move to Texas. Um, sorry. sorry guys. Uh, but Wait, no, it's, I, can, uh, I can just fly back every week for the pods. That's true. That's true. At that point, we're be. Dude, I need. I told myself that I need to make um, enough money to fly back once a month to Minnesota to get my hair cut. (laughs) I'm I'm serious, dude. Lissa is the only one that can cut it. You have to find someone out there, dude. I tried. Paid a lot of money to get my hair cut, and they. I, I told them how to do it. Cannot execute. Now, I will say Lissa, the girl who cuts my hair, is kind of like a big deal, okay? She's taught a number of, like, high-level classes out here um, before she had kids, you know? And she's taken a number of very, like, high-level classes out here. Um, she's very good. Like, she would she would come out here and make a fuck ton of money. And probably body. I would put – I would bet a lot of money against Lissa. Or put a lot of money on just- Lissa. Sorry. Maybe you just need to get enough money to fly her out to you once a month. She's got a family. I gotta think I gotta think about her, you know. She she does a lot for me. She helped me cultivate my look. I mean, you know. That's true. You know. That's true. I, I don't know. Maybe she wants to get out of Minnesota and but she wants to she like does, come. You know? Either way, maybe, I'm maybe for, that is I'm helping done for her. anything. All I'm saying. I gotta get a haircut next week and Dreading it sucks. It. I don't know, man. Ask Cam. Cam. I feel like Cam has to know somebody that cuts hair. Dude, she goes to freaking like super cuts or gray clips or something. She said, and I'm like, Hell Cam no. does. Yeah, I was like, Cam. No, Cam does have a little like hipster in her, where I feel like she's kind of like, yeah, fuck the establishment. I'll go to great clips for fifteen dollars and tip five, and yeah. think I'm doing a great deed. It's like I don't know. It's still just five bucks, but whatever. I keep yeah. telling I'm not. I'm not about that life. Um, no knock on great clips or anything, by the way. I mean, do you? But I just need something Same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but. Anyways. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah. Transition to our inner topic. Yeah. I think this is, a, okay. this is something that chomping at the bit to get talking about. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not gotcha as in, like, haha, gotcha, tricked you into something. But gotcha as in G-A-C-H-A. Yeah. Uh, gotcha games. Um, yes. Ian, maybe take maybe take the lead on this and, and dive in and first tell us what are gotcha games and okay. then how are you heavily invested in one to the point where you might be moving back in with mom and dad pretty soon if you uh Well, I don't know about the latter, but um <laughs> from my understanding of the genre, right? So gotcha games are basically like pay to win games where you pay money to basically roll the chance of getting good items or characters or whatever you have it. And it's basically just gambling, right? I mean, you're just gambling on the fact that you're going to land on a good thing and get a good thing, whether that's in the form of, like I said, weapons, characters, or whatever the game. FIFA, kind of almost in a sense, right? Because, I mean, you're just unloading packs and you could put thousands of dollars in, right? And not get anything. Oh, we have. We've done yeah. We've done this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We so, got some decent stuff, but yeah. Um, I'm currently playing a game called Genshin Impact. And... 
definitely a gotcha game. I mean, you pay to, you know, roll for characters and weapons and stuff. Um, I've to- in total, I've put like 180 in um, over the course of like six months. And I'm, I think I'm done now. Um, I haven't put. That's like, not bad at all, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about like a normal game nowadays is like 60 bucks. So, and I just threw some more change in there. So, uh, have gotten really lucky, honestly, on the count in general, I think compared to like other people that have maybe done the same. I don't know. But yesterday, holy dude, the, the stars were aligned. Okay. So let me just break this down a little bit. So to kind of give you a rough understanding. So in Genshin, um, there's like a hard pity on the different banners that you roll on. Okay. There's three different banners at a given time. And there's a hard pity of um, two of the banners have a hard pity of 90. So at your 90th roll, you're guaranteed like a five-star character or weapon, right? On the weapon banner, so the, the third one, there's a, a hard pity of 80. So soft pity where like statistically you're more likely to get a character starts happening around 75 out of 90, okay? For And then on the other hand, it's 55 out of 80 for the other banner, if that makes sense, okay? So... I was close to soft pity on two of them, right? I was close. Um, but now you have to realize, like, when you hit the five-star drop table, right, there's a plethora of different things that I could roll on, right? I mean, it's not just, like, one. But so I started out the day. I, I did a 10 pull. So I pulled 10, and I was on soft pity. So I think when I hit that 10 pull, I have done a, like a total of six or 76 pulls. So right on soft pity hit the five-star drop table. And then um, given that banner, I hit the 50-50. So like once you hit that five-star drop table, then it's another 50-50 chance of like getting what I wanted. And I got it. And I was stoked. I was like, let's go. All right, we just won the 50-50. Let's go. So then next banner, I do another 10 pull. Same kind of situation. I'm really close to soft pity. But this one, I mean, like there's probably like 15 items total. And I only want like four or something. And then like, I have a top three. I hit, so I hit, I hit soft pity early. And then I hit one of the things that I wanted. And I was like, what just happened? Right. I'm stoked. I'm just like, I'm super, super happy. Cause I mean, this was, this was dope. I mean, what are the odds of me hitting the one in 15 or whatever, you know? So then we go over to the third banner and previously I had wished on it and I had hit hard pity. So once you hit hard pity, your, your pity resets, right? So now you're back at zero and they break down all the statistics and numbers for you in the details. And on any given poll, that's not anywhere close to pity. You have a 0.6% chance of hitting a five star. Okay. So less than 1% chance. Yeah. Yeah. I had just hit pity. Like I had just gotten a five star. So I'm starting at zero. I just like, I was like feeling good. And I said, fuck it. I just did a 10 pull. I hit another five star again. So I hit the 0.6%. And then within that, I hit the 50, 50. Okay. No, because let me make that down. So I hit, I hit the 0.6%. So now we're, I'm like, what is going on? And on this specific banner, I have a 75% chance of getting of something of something. And I have a 25% chance of getting some other stuff. I hit the 75% chance. And then within that 75% chance, I hit the 50-50 in it. 
and I got what I wanted. It was just insane. So now I'm like, what just happened? So I was on fire. So then I go back to the first banner, which I just hit pity on. I, I do another pull, 10 pull. I hit the 0.6% chance five star again. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. I was like hitting some sort of statistical anomaly going on. It was absolutely bonkers. And then I ended up getting one of like the top three that I want. It was just like, I'm never going to be that lucky inside the game again. What's the, like, what's the point of the game? Is it like to like, you have like a, so you have a, a character and you have weapons and you're trying to like, Oh yeah. yeah. I should characters? probably explain that first. I probably made yeah. it a lot more easy to comprehend what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, it was easy enough. You got characters <laughs> and weapons. I think people okay, can follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no one so, knows what you do with either, but yeah. So it's basically like, uh, it's kind of like an MMO. So it's an, it's an, it's an RPG. Um, think breath of the wild, right? Open world. Um, so it's no, no one knows what breath of the wild is. Or, or, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay, okay. So it's like an open world. Go do whatever, you know, do dungeons and kill bosses and all that jazz. And then you're given like a set of characters in the beginning, but they're all trash. You know, they're they're garbage because they want you to buy, you know, to try to they want you to buy um, wishes or whatever roles to try to get better characters. Um, so yeah, I was I was rolling for like better characters and better weapons and stuff. Um, but yeah, you basically just kind of go through the story that they have. And then there's a bunch of different you know, bosses you can kill and dungeons you can do. And I mean, it's just basically an RPG open world type scenario. Mm -hmm. But yes, I hit some sort of statistical anomaly because I did four, I did four 10 pulls and got, four five stars and they were all in my top three <laughs> or you know there was, i didn't miss which you for instance okay let me break this down one of the banners there's it's it's a trap because you're never guaranteed anything okay and we just so one of some dude on twitch his name is tectone he spent two thousand dollars to try to get this weapon and it was like on that weapon banner, it was a 75% chance to get one of the two weapons and then a 50% chance between those. So you had to hit the 75% drop table or 75% chance and you have to hit a 50-50 in it. But it's a trap because you're never guaranteed any of them. He spent $2,000 before he could, before he got one, right? He was doing like hundreds and hundreds of rolls and just couldn't get it. And I just like, randomly click and i just get it out of know it was insane it was insane i don't know <laughs> i just had to share that i'm kind of probably talking my ass no one really knows what i'm talking about but all you have to no, know is like i sure. was hitting a 0.6 percent chance multiple times and i was just on right fire. yeah we could break that down so you had 2.6 chances that you yeah got, right so on any given single pull it's a 0.6 percent yeah, Here. I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math on it right now. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. So, but it's like so out of one percent. So you have a you have a less than one percent chance of hitting it. Uh -huh. The probability is one. So it's point oh six. You hit that, and then you out of that though, you needed to hit a three out of four. So a point seven five of that. 
Mm-hmm. So really, you had a, a 0.45% chance of hitting that. And then but within then on that, that, you need to hit a 50-50. Uh-huh. So then you need to go, it goes down to again, to just to get to that point, you're at a 0.225%. So again, we're still below 1% here, chance that that even happens. So, and then you hit another less than 1% chance on top of that. So then it gets you to 0.0013% or 0.014%. Mm-hmm. Um, so three zeros over, so point zero, it's zero, zero, one, three, five percent. Um, zero, one, three, five. Is it over one that you do? Yeah, I think it's one over. Or is, oh yeah. One over point zero, zero, one, three, five. I think, uh, see, this is where I get a little dicey on some of the math here. I think it's mm-hmm. like 740 to one. So yeah, that's Maybe. a that's a pretty nasty uh nasty. It was hit. it was discuss- that single one <laughs> was nasty. It was yeah. insane. It was it, I was like, what is going on? Right? Started out the Whoa, wait, wait. Wouldn't the math be oh sorry no, no, to cut no. you off. Um wouldn't the math be like one so point six point six of a percent is roughly one out of two hundred, right? Point six. Um, so, if one percent is one out of a hundred, point six is a little more than oh yeah, point so it's like right around five of a like percent. One point. So it's about one over two hundred. So it'd be one over two hundred times one over two hundred, which would be one over four thousand. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be that. But times, I think you have to separate you you them because few- they were on different. They were on different things. I guess like what are the odds I I hit I hit back to back, like I did then yeah. Yeah, I might be. I might. Well, no, I think you can multiply yeah. them because hitting one doesn't affect your chance of hitting the other. Oh, true. Okay. It's like flipping a coin. Yeah. So it'd be like one of how many fifty fifties did you hit? So I I, I hit a fifty fifty on the first one. Um, and then I hit, see, like the one is complicated because first off I had like a 0.6% chance of hitting the table. So then I hit that and then it hits the, the crazy one was I hit that. And then within that roll, 75, 25. So I hit that 0.6 and then within that roll, there's a 75, 25% roll in it. Right. Then I hit the 75% chance one. And then within that 75% chance, there's a 50% chance. So really, it's just like a 35% chance. Well, so if you just factor in hitting the 0.6 twice and two 50-50s, that's already one over 160,000. Yeah, I, I was way off. Yeah, I'm redoing the math. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, Pete's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's bonkers. It was, it was insane. I was like dude i've never been like that lucky in some sort of like gambling thing ever but yeah i mean just that alone was what i that that ended up taking a really long time for me to explain but what i'm trying to say is i mean that's like the premise of like gotcha games right and i mean things like fifa right i mean that can get really annoying especially like pay to win stuff especially when you're in like fifa where it's multiplayer it's online where it's literally yeah, pay to win. Yeah. I mean, at least for me, 
in Genshin, it's like single player, right? So it's a little bit better. Yeah, you're not you're not competing against other people. Yeah. As the point of the game, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Woody, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Because I know, if you don't know, Woody's a big FIFA guy, or at least was. Was and, was yeah. Um, was definitely has put a lot of money into packs. Yeah, it's. So we should take a step back from even that. Really, I'm a uh, hardcore degenerate gambler. Is really <laughs> the the what I am. And so when these like, gotcha games kind of came out or the concept of it, I mean, I'm just all in. And I think it leads to, like, a future thing here of uh, where, like, NFTs are headed, and we'll kind of get to that point here at, at the end of it. But, um, no, I, I – what I do like about, like, FIFA, um, and what I mean by former FIFA players, I think, like, this current – FIFA 21 just kind of sucked. It was just a bad version of the game, and they got lazy with it and – the next gen consoles came out. They just kind of like mailed it in. That's kind of why I, I'm going to give it another shot in 2022. I'm not just like abandoning it, but um, the at least with FIFA, there's ways to do it where you don't have to spend any money and you can still compete. Now you have to grind way harder and play way more games, and it's basically just like the, the for like the FIFA concept. You're just getting ahead, and the grinding part of it is just takes forever. Um, but in theory, you could go and, and, and get everything you need to get. But, uh, it, at some point, like the competitions and stuff, people are buying guys, people are just buying stuff where they get their like layer in between. And we've talked about this before, basically gambling within video games with loot boxes and other stuff like that, where, um, you know, it, it's, it's not a great presence to set, but at the same time, like it's just kind of where everything's going. Like, there's a everyone's knows like how great gambling is like that feeling that you hit in right the feeling of like when you hit that second even the first one right yeah the first one you knew was kind of planned though and then like after that though is all these other ones where you're like oh this isn't planned the unexpectedness of and the concept of money money one is is a hell of a lot sweeter than money earned Mm -hmm. because you feel like you like kind of got away with something and and that like rush of endorphins when (laughs) it happens and the unexpectedness of it it's it's a great feeling. It's a high. It's a hundred percent like an endorphin high, and it just goes with it. Um, yeah, it, it. My problem that I have with a lot of the video games that that do it is now that's just what they become, and the video games before were like this these great things of like you could play the game, but now it's about like collecting and it's about like having the best like team in terms of like worth and showing like how much like in game currency and also like real life currency that it's worth to other people. And it's now starting to bleed into, like, society with NFTs, uh, the non-fungible tokens in the sense of now everyone kind of has seen for the last, like, 10-ish years that, hey, uh, collecting, like, digital things, um, the ones I think that are going to last are the ones that you have some sort of, like, game application to. Like, you can use them for something within it. The ones that you just collect, those are a harder sell for me, but I totally still get the whole, like, the thing as a whole. But it's... Like, who are we to tell people, like, what to spend money on? Mm-hmm. Like, people spend money on stupid shit all the time, and it's just, like, it's just something to do. At, at the end of the day, we're all just taking up, you know, we're just basically trying to find something to fill our time with before we die. Like, that's really all life is. So, like, who's who are we to say, oh, that that's stupid. Buying crypto kitties makes less sense than buying golf clubs. Like, oh, just because you physically can go golfing? Like, well, if you, like, hanging out and talking about crypto kitties online, and that's, like, something to do, 
Like, who's me to tell you that that crypto kitty is not worth one hundred and twelve thousand yeah. dollars? If someone's willing to pay it, cool, take it. Um, NBA Top Shots, another one that just came out that's really big, and it's kind of blowing up really fast. Um, yeah, it's it is tough to see the people that have more money be able to like get to a place quicker and have better things, but that's like how the world's worked for what the since the beginning of time. Yeah. Whoever and, and money is just the current like thing that is you know it's just the thing that interchanges and runs society so like we also are the ones that are just kind of, we didn't even create this we're just following along with it at this point yeah. and it's just right now people are into it um I, just because i'm a part of it and i can see how people make money with it i really like it but um to me it's funny to see the people that doubt nfts right now they kind of sound like people in 1994 that doubted the internet hmm. it's like internet what's that email what's that a with the circle around it me like that's how you sound dumb like anyone that's like nfts who could ever want like a digital trading card why wouldn't you want the real thing it's like what value does a piece of th- like three by four paper have nothing it's just it's a physical thing though but it's like just a different medium. yeah exactly yeah. and so what i think nfts are doing that people are not talking about yet in the bigger picture that we have to start to watch is i think this is the beginning of everyone say like everyone's like you know the internet's not real, you know, social media, that's not the real world. Instagram, that's not the real world. Like, you know, everyone's heard that saying, right? I think this is the moment in time when, if it happens, and I would say, I think it's going to a little like ready player one ish, like the internet has a chance here to become the real world. So everything you own and have and possess online is really what people consider real. And any physical thing that you own outside of the internet is considered not real. Like, oh, you have cash? Who fucking cares? Like, that's not Ethereum. That's not Bitcoin. Yeah, like, cash doesn't do anything. I can't give cash to somebody in England for exchanging of goods. I have to use cash to trade into Bitcoin before. You know, stuff like that where it's like everything is happening online now where there's a real chance that the, the what we consider the real world for societal purposes could be what's online and what's digital and I think that these NFTs are kind of the start of pushing it towards that of, yeah, like, don't care. Like, bank accounts are all online anyways. Like, no one owns the money they own, right? The money that you have is all digital to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, we don't have the, um, equal cash to how much, like, money exists. So, it it's just like, a, I think there's so many just boomers right now that are dragging on this thing. But I think this is just kind of like the way of everything going forward is, add the gambling aspect to it which is why like uh top shots taken off why like fifa and you know other games like that are taken off because people love the idea of i spent 180 dollars. i spent only 50 dollars. everyone wants there's two things everyone wants like the dopest sickest collection worth the most and then people want the highest value for the least paid they want to find the biggest gaps it's like those are the two things that always stick. So that everyone loves the story of, oh, yeah, I put like 10 bucks in that thing, and now I pack this, and it's worth like $75,000. Everybody wants to be in on that. And because for $10 for a chance at that, even if you know the odds aren't great, you know somebody has to, though. Yeah. And maybe that might be you. And, like, that's yeah. why the lottery still exists. The best part about yesterday was that wasn't even money I put in. That was all, like, from in-game currency. Like I didn't spend any money to get that yesterday. And it was just, it was the best. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like the games know that because you're going to chase that feeling 
especially like when you play that game and something frustrating happens and you know, oh, last time I hit this point, I actually didn't earn my way through. I won my way through. They know that because they can build that in at a very early time. I've always been convinced too that the coding always like favors new players because they're trying to hook them. Oh yeah. So they know, like oh, like this person's whatever. Um, and I know they're supposed to disclose all that stuff, but it as long as they show the odds and the probability of it all up front, that's all they have to technically do right now. Yeah. But and maybe some reform comes through it. But again, I don't know. I think it's just like again, it's gambling culture is becoming a more dominant culture. In the, in the world, it actually is a hugely dominant culture in the rest of the world outside of the United States. We're one of the last countries in the world to like adopt to or adapt to it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the idea that like, because I know, I believe I know something or have information that makes me better than you. And I need a place to prove that. And that place to prove that is gambling or that if I do things in a certain way, even if the odds are stacked against me, that I can beat you at something, that competition part just naturally goes with the gambling part. It was only a matter of time before video games and gambling just yeah. combined and became this thing. And now it's like any game has to do it, right? I mean, you think of like early games, like Clash of Clans, right? Remember that game, right? That was like what big, like six years ago, seven years ago? And you'd hear people like, oh, yeah, I spent like five grand on it, but look at how fucking dope my clan is. Well, because not, people thought that video games were dumb, right? Everyone's like, ah. Oh, I just think you're a dumbass for spending five grand. But like that was like the early adopters of this whole like system. And yeah. they get it now. Where now it's like because video games are more mainstream, it's like, oh yeah, like we're NFTs again having like limited edition runs of things. Think of the next Call of Duty that game that comes out. Like, hey, there's guns that are going to just be better than other guns and can be used in certain game and modes that are like way cooler modes and they put way more like R&D into those modes than the modes that, hey, everyone has access to and those guns are considered lame. The cool modes that they pump and stuff, the only way that you're going to get like the top tier guns that only a thousand of them exist in general are packs or buying them off a market. Like You're going to do that, right? Because again, you don't want to be the one playing the lame version. You want to be the one that's in the know. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the know, you're going to get your ass kicked because you don't have one of these thousand guns. And there's only and there's how many Call of Duty players do you think there are? Fifty million? Hundred million? There's a hundred million Warzone players for sure. So yeah, let's just keep it at a hundred million, right? Just round numbers. If I tell you that there's a gun out there that pretty much is just better than everything, it's not necessarily like it's not Golden Gun in like N sixty four Gold Knight, but it's like, hey, this thing is just better, and you just know it is, and the game admits it's better, and it has better stats or whatever or attributes, right? The gun has a overall of like ninety nine, and the next best gun has an overall of like eighty seven, but there's only a thousand of them, and the only way to get them is these packs that come out, random drops, and it, within the pa- like, there's only ten thousand packs we drop once a week. And you have to get a random queue for it that costs ten dollars a pop, but like, there's not a guarantee that there's only gonna like there's a point five percent chance that you even get one of those. People love that shit. No, People just up. love it, and I just think yeah. that's like that that culture. If you can build stuff to do things within that frame, a lot of money to make. Uh, maybe that's a repurpose of a uh, suburbia capital is a uh, dispersion <laughs> of a. Uh, goods and services within video game culture, but Perhaps. I don't know. Pete, how are you? Do you, how much money have you spent on video games? Uh, I feel like you're a very much like a grind it out kind of guy instead of a pay to pay to win. Um, back when I used to play league of legends, I probably spent 
80 bucks maybe. But that's a free-to-play game, so I didn't have any upfront cost. And then I haven't spent any money on video games since I bought Modern Warfare. Some very little money. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh... Warzone to me is the perfect social event in the COVID mm-hmm. era. So I don't have any interest to like buy any other game. Yeah. Has Warzone officially overtaken Fortnite? Is Fortnite done? Oh, it's definitely overtaken it. Yeah, for sure. A while ago, I would say. Yeah, because I feel like there was a time where, like, for sure, for Ian, maybe Pete too. I don't know, Pete. Did you play Fortnite much or no? No. No. The only time I played was the fall. I moved into your house. I think John installed it to play with Ian one time on my PS4. So I played like two games, and then that yeah. was it. Yeah, like when Warzone came out, and it was like basically like just a carbon copy. Like, oh, this this concept is really cool. Everyone, I feel like, was just like shitting on Warzone, and now it's just like it was only a matter of time, right? Just because Call of Duty and whatever. Yeah, like, well, just Fortnite is just became dog water. So, I mean, they just. I mean, I mean, you can do whatever you want in your game, but I mean, you clearly chose the the casuals rather than the hardcore fan base. And I get it; it's a business; you have to make money, and all that jazz, but yeah, I mean, just over, I mean, Fortnite was like, what, the biggest game for like, what, two years, maybe? Um, probably mm-hmm. a year in is when you really started to see that change. Maybe not even. It wasn't it like season, so they're on chapter two, season five right now, I think. I think around like season seven of chapter one is when you started to see like a change, I think. Um, just the way they sort of taking certain stuff out that just favored players that were better, like higher skilled players, they really toned down what higher skilled players could do. And then at that point, it was just a matter of time before another game comes in where it's a lot more skill-based. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the the skill ceiling on Fortnite is much higher than Warzone, right? So, like, yeah. a, a bad player is more likely to kill a good player in Warzone, 100%. Probably 100% of the time in Warzone rather than Fortnite. But just the overall gameplay experience, um, I think in general, just went to, went to Warzone. People got bored of Fortnite. I can't believe there's not a new map. Um, According to leaks and insider things, um, well, Warzone hasn't been out of hasn't even been out a year yet. Yeah, but I feel like there was a lot of hype with the Cold War thing, and they just haven't done anything. Once Warzone after the one year mark, the map is going to get nuked Mm. because of the whole lore behind it right now. Is they're finding those nukes in those bunkers. So the map is going to get new and what's going to happen is the new map is going to incorporate all the um, cold war, like ground war maps, kind of like how modern warfare has like scrapyard and um, promenade and, you know, all the ground war maps, quarry and. Wait, was promenade a multiplayer map? It got added. Wait, there's a call of duty called ground war. Oh, the no, game the, the game mode. mode. Yeah. 
It was in that before Warzone became no, a thing? No, it got added a couple months ago. Oh, okay. So. Hmm. Interesting. We should see. What, uh... Um... What's I looking for? Oh, that, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I just never got into Warzone for whatever reason. I just not. I mean, I I play so like just fly either either sniping people because it pisses Chase off, even though I'm on his team, which I find is like hilariously hypocritical. Um, or just like running around and just taking just just eating up deaths, like just eating up L's. Like that's the two styles I play with. Um, just hoping to like fuck with other people, but yeah, I don't know. I just never. Never really got into it. I, I get the appeal though. But, um, maybe to round this off, what uh, are either are you guys big on like NFTs going forward and like kind of like this pack culture stuff of like, do you find any of this stuff that's is it going to be like relatable or translatable outside of like the world's existent, or do you feel like a lot of this stuff is just going to have to stay within their own like market or within their own like world? Mm, I think it's definitely going to be market or. I don't know. It's tough to predict. I think, I think there's definitely a possibility it becomes like ingrained in society. But I also think there's a good chance that it just goes away. And I think it becomes you would have to you would have to introduce an NFT that has some sort of um, use outside of just collecting and like market price if you're able to do that somehow then yeah otherwise i don't know mm-hmm. i agree i the first nft to have some like real world application to it this is gonna be the first big one yeah. there's room for multiple big ones but um like, no i think i just think the concept i think it's here to stay big. is what like hundreds of millions big oh yeah because yeah. that one just sold for 6.6 that artists, mm-hmm. um, fuck, I forget his name. The one creation a day for five years guy. Yeah. 6.6 million. I think there's a ton of room for innovation yeah. and there's so much that we can't predict. I think there's massive opportunity mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I think we're going to either have one or two things or I mean, both could happen realistically, but there's going to be a marketplace or a thing that's created that's just going to take off and everyone's going to like, it's right place, right time of enough people with enough money come into like this, like understanding of how it all works. And they think it's really cool and see like where everything's trending, or you're going to have a conglomerate come around and combine a bunch of them and just be in that. And so like within that system, you can do a bunch of different stuff. Um, honestly, weirdly, I mentioned the movie earlier, but like Ready Player One is a great like NFT, like this is coming kind of thing of like futuristic world of like, yeah, where like basically you get done with your day stuff, but everything that you do at your day stuff is to like help the online world function. And then you join the online world after you're done, like helping making sure it like stays up and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the concept of a non fungible token is here to stay how it looks and whether or not they're crypto kitties. That's going to be the question, but yeah, yeah. I, I just think, uh, I, every, it, it works with everything. It works in music. It works in like movies, like having limited edition stuff is going to always have an appeal to people of, I have this thing. There's only 500 of them. I'm one of the people that has them. 
And then it's just about creating a marketplace for it. I think that's the internet for you right there, really. The internet was probably created for this exact moment of we just need to connect people. Um, and if they can do that, it should be good to go. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think that's a, we'll, we'll probably end up revisiting NFTs at some point, but yeah. in a different capacity, I think. But, uh, what, uh, what's on the horizon for, for, for you, Pete, with new music here coming out soon, anything we're still waiting for 420, right? With your, uh, yeah, I'm releasing a couple of singles before beast of smoke two drops. First one's actually coming out on the 12th. Ooh, Friday? And then I'm thinking April 2nd and then April like 18 or let me look. No. April 2nd for the second single and then April 16th for the third. And then Beats to Smoke 2 on the 20th, which is a Tuesday. Hey, Tuesdays are traditionally when new music drops in general. It's always the album release days, but... um. No, Friday is the new thing. Yeah, no, it was a more traditional thing, but as Shiloh must have seen a ghost. But, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think it's good. I think we'll uh, we'll look for, for Ian's new commercial here in, what, two to three months-ish? Maybe. Maybe it might be a month. Maybe, you know, we'll see. I guess I don't know. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Probably a month, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So we dope. Um, we'll have to check back in next time on how the manicure worked or went. I don't, Pete, have you ever got a manicure? No. So yeah. I would say like homework for all three of us would be to go get manicures this week and compare and contrast notes for next time. But I, think so. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a, a thing we can do quite yet, but I don't know. Vaccines are right around the corner. So who knows? We might be, uh, closer to an in-person pod than we realize. Hopefully. Oof. Might be the time, yeah. but cool. Until next time. Uh, been double OTW radio uh, for Monger Man, Ellie Ian. Uh, they call me Woody. Peace. Later. Yeah, my wheels just have a way of spinning, always ending back at your door. Mm-mm. So add your name to the list of all the things I can't seem to kick. You're just another man.